Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. Welcome to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast, Ruth. I'm fucking thrilled to have you here today. I am so excited. Thank you so much. I'm pumped. Me too, because typically how we met isn't usual. Like actually was your bio writer. And so I know all about you. You're a a speaker, (laughs) a frequency DJ, which is fucking exciting, a podcast host, and, you know, you have this amazing ability to really help people master their shit and get out of their own way. So I'm really excited to have you on today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get bored easy if I do just one thing. So I just do all the things that I find fun, really. Oh, there you go. We'll just end it there. The meaning of life. According to <laughs> <Yeah>. Ruth. <laughs> Is there You're really welcome. any other way, really? There is no other way. What? I mean, what? You think going nine to five, working for someone else, for someone else's dreams is the way to go? I don't, I don't think so. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, wait. What? You know what? For some people, I know they absolutely love it because it takes all the pressure away and they can go and do a job, have some money come in, go on holidays, forget about it when they get home and not have to overthink everything. Like us people that have our own businesses, it tends to be 24 seven. So it does work for a certain mm. personality type. I'm just Absolutely. not it and neither are you. Yeah. No. And, and it's funny that you say that because last time I interviewed somebody, this came up again and I was like, oh, you know, like can't believe people would do that to themselves. And then I'm actually, wait, it does work for some people. It just doesn't work for me. Like I just, I just find it a, I've I've been there, I've done that and I find it a slow death. Yeah. Likewise. Mm. Although I did enjoy, you know, the experiences that I received when I was doing that. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Don't regret anything that I've done. Mm. So you do have, thanks to this knowledge I have of writing your bio, I got this mm. incredible insight into what makes you you and how you came to be where you are now as this incredible frequency DJ, which, oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> so talk to me about, you know, because it's not all fucking roses we know for most of us in this life. It's not meant to be. But how did you get to be here where you are now? What did you go through? Wow. Where do I start? (laughs) Basically, I was, I guess I start from the beginning, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was born into a religious family. Um, My parents were both Jehovah's Witnesses. And um, ever since I can remember, I, I was gay, like I liked other girls. And I knew that that was something that I had to keep to myself, even from a very young age, even before I started going to school, like I knew who I was, well, to some degree, and, and that I needed to keep that part of me to myself because I knew that if my parents knew that side of me that I would you know, quote unquote, get into a lot of trouble. And so I was living like a double, a double life from a very young age. Looking back now, I don't even know how I 
I knew to do that really, but um, I did. I just did. And, you know, the religion side of things, you know, I've definitely been spiritual and I'm, and I'm super spiritual now. And, you know, I, I love spirituality and, and everything that it's about. But um, the religion side of thing, even even from a very young age, and particularly because I knew that what I was feeling, I was told by everyone around me that it was wrong. But I knew within myself that that I was good. I was a good person. You know, I felt the way I felt and and I couldn't help that. So how could that possibly be bad? You know, like, and I knew that from a very young age and, and just the other teachings that things that didn't sound right for me and feel right for me. And I would question and then I'd get some sort of roundabout kind of answer to things that didn't answer my questions at all. And so from a very young age, I was like, this isn't for me, but I played along. And then um, when I was 16, I got kicked out of church for the very thing I was hiding all that yeah, time. Of course. And then I basically went woo-hoo, freedom and went nuts and uh, went out into the world and did all the things that I wasn't allowed to do things that I, you know, didn't even know existed. And I just tried pretty much everything, really. I just partied hard in every sense of the word. And I did that for a very long time. I think I had a lot of making up to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, I decided, uh, well, it got to a point where that kind of party lifestyle, which lasted about 14 years, um, wasn't serving me anymore. And I knew that deep down I was meant for so much more than what I was doing. Because um, you did have the actual sex, drugs and rock and roll lifestyle, didn't you? Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. And I wouldn't change a fucking thing. Because it's made me the person I am today and I love who I am today. You know, without it, I I don't – I would be someone else and I'd probably still love who I am today. But this is who I am today and it was because of that I am who I am today and, I, I yeah, I just wouldn't change anything. I had so much fun and, yeah, like you said, I was in bands and lead singer for quite a number of bands over the years and uh, lots of drugs you know, whenever you see one of those band movies that they put out, <laughs> and that was pretty much me. That was pretty much me. You know, the highs, the lows, the rock bottoms, the everything in between. What was um, one of those rock bottoms? Hmm. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> Oof. I just thought of one and I'm like, I don't think I've ever said this out loud because it's really quite... Yeah, it's it's quite intense. I was um I was at the pub one time. It was middle of the day, and I was with my best mate at the time. Um, and uh, we, him and I, we just got drunk like all the time. Um, and we got day drunk. We were at this pub, and I. I don't know what came over me, but I saw this guy. And I'm, for the most part, I like women, right? But, yeah, in this state, I saw this guy and I needed this guy and I wanted this guy. And so um, I, yeah, took him out the back and and uh, with people watching, 
just did all sorts of manner of things with him and sexual of sexual nature and I think about that now and yeah it's uh yes I'm like wow Ruth what a legend (laughs) (laughs) see at least you didn't go I am so ashamed because that's what many of us carry around from some of those things no I said legend but I didn't there was a bit of facetiousness (laughs) yeah look I didn't think you meant you know (laughs) I'm high-fiving myself for that (laughs) no uh look yeah like I said before I've, I've done a lot of things and even though some of those th- things when I think about them bring me, you know, I, I kind of cringe a little bit, I don't, I don't regret anything. It is, it is what it is. I am who I am today because of it and fuck, man, like I can't change it even if I wanted to. So, Yeah, well, that's the point, isn't it? And yeah. did you carry around that shame as a child when you were told that you were so wrong yet inside it felt so right? Did you actually, because some of us would and some wouldn't, did you carry Mm. shame from that? I think a part of me did for sure. I don't think it was very loud at the time. I think it manifested into something more later on in life um, as part of, you know, trauma that isn't integrated in the body and it just manifests into different things later on but yeah for sure yeah yeah yours is definitely more a story of being so repressed and restricted that when those shackles come off like all hell breaks loose literally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so something I wanted to touch on and I'm so glad that you shared that story that you just shared because I was thinking into it beforehand before we even spoke today that even we have these labels when it comes to our sexuality, like we both have a mutual friend who for her entire life has you know, been attracted to men and then fell in love with a woman. And it even surprised her that that happened, you know, and that can bring up such an internal conflict. Like what is going on here? Am I meant to be mm-hmm. doing this exactly like at the pub that day for you? It's like, hang on. I don't do this. I don't like men. I like women. Why am I doing this? But sometimes there is no reason and there is, you know, it's, it's again, those labels that we put on ourselves. I think, um, look, I, and I said, you know, I predominantly like women, but I have had experiences with guys before that was just a really kind of, Um, that was in the public yeah. forum in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, that, that was different. That's, that's like a, a whole nother level um, on its own there. But um, I have had experiences before and funnily enough, like when I was growing up, like as a teenager, I, you know, I tried to have boyfriends and stuff because I was really trying not to be gay, you know. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be normal, you know, Um whatever the fuck that meant. Um, and uh, it just didn't, it didn't. And then later on in life, there was a couple of moments. It was always whenever I was like really off my head, like where I had no inhibitions, like obviously my trauma had disappeared somewhere in the fogginess behind me. And, you know, like I was just in the moment. That was the only times where I I would really be okay and comfortable and and really get into, you know, being with a guy. But um, <clears throat> they were pretty rare. They were, they were pretty rare. And, 
thinking about what you were saying about labels and stuff. Have you ever seen the the Kinsey movie? No. Did you know much about Kinsey? So he was, uh, I think he was a doctor, he's a psych, I think. I can't remember specific details, but back in the 40s, I think he was. And he was the first kind of guy, uh, like doctor, who it went into the whole um, sexuality realm and really, like even with himself, experimented and um, with his university students because he was like a lecturer and stuff at uni in America. And he had like a whole group of students that, you know, like he used for like his research into sex and, you know, who liked who and when did they like them and, and you know, what happened when like just anything and everything regarding sex and sexuality, right? And he developed this Kinsey scale, what is called this, the Kinsey scale. So I think it's like from zero or one to seven, you kind of sit in this scale on, you know, whether you like men or whether you like women or you sit somewhere in between. And most people sit somewhere within the scale and not, you know, one extreme or the other. Like sexuality, and I have discovered this myself and through people I know and things that I've read and, you know, just life experiences really is that with sexuality there's a real flow to it and it's only when we put those restrictions on ourselves and limitations on ourselves that you know we either go with just men or go with just women like I don't think I don't think it's ever really like that I think it's there is a real flow to it and it is Generally more if you're an open type of person, you're more about the personality and the person than their uh, bits, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> really. Um, that makes so much sense to have that scale, mm. so much sense, especially now, you know, obviously being growing up in the 80s and things, there was the huge gay movement with rock stars that I followed and things like that. Yeah. And it was definitely a one or the other. Yeah. And then in the last few years, I've just noticed there are there are just no boundaries any as far as all that goes. It's just Pretty love much. is the whole love is love thing. It could be freaking anyone. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's beautiful. I think because of like I think religion has a lot to answer for when it comes to this because, you know, back even in the old Greek days, Olympians would just be having gay sex with each other constantly like it was a thing, you know, and no one batted an eyelid. Um, and these were these people were lauded and put up on pedestals and, you know, they're all just having sex with each other and whoever and, and then religion came along and just ruined everything like it does. <laughs> and and please like love to all religious people out there like I mean no I honestly mean no disrespect it's just I I have my own I guess I have a slight beef with religion just because my own of my own experience but you know not everyone has that and religion can be a beautiful thing for people and I get that but it's when those rules are imposed on you where you are limited and you are boxed in where you're not allowed to express yourself. 
And I think that's really dangerous. And that is what creates a lot of trauma in society. Um, and I am a great example of that. So, oh, so much so. And I, yeah, I think it was in your last podcast that I was listening to where the religion was actually really safe. You know, you were talking about, I can't remember if it was your mum or your guest's mum, but it was a really safe place for her just to be held. Your mum, it was your mum. Yeah. 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 And for her, it was a beautiful thing. Mm. What she inflicted on you wasn't so beautiful, but she never probably intended to do that either. It wasn't malicious. But for her, that was a really safe place from where Mm. she came from as a child. Yeah, absolutely. Even though for her growing up in a convent, it was, it's like the stories that she's told me, it sounded very traumatic, but it was what she knew. And we always tend to kind of go back to those things that we know. Yeah. From childhood, no matter how traumatic or violent or repressive or whatever it is. And possibly why I'm so open to spirituality now is because of how I grew up. Or maybe not. I think I was always kind of spiritual. But for my mum, God is her saviour, you know, God and the religion and the people that are in the religion that she surrounds herself with, um, they're her people, they're her family. They literally call them each other brothers and sisters. You know, they're looking out for her. She's currently living in Spain and and not talking to me. So, uh She's got people around her, which is good. I'm glad that um, that she's got that because, yeah, her, her daughter is is not part of the church and she she is doesn't. It, oh, want is that to. why she's not talking to you? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a long story. Um, we have been talking on and off uh, all this time, and then just re- like a few months ago, I think because of the life that I lead, it's it's been very painful and confusing for her. Um, and I understand where she's coming from because I, I grew up in it. So I know the mentality behind it and her religion is everything to her. Like it's, it's her lifeblood, you know, it's the air that she breathes. So for me, her one and only daughter to be gay. And I know she loves me to death. Like I know that she does, but it's just been so painful for her. And we, we had a disagreement last time about medications and anyway I won't go into it but yeah she she decided that because I'm excommunicated even though it happened like 25 years ago that she can't talk to me anymore and I think it's just easier for her and honestly it's kind of easier for me because it was I think it was a lot of hard work for both of us it's sad because she's my mum I only have one um so I don't I don't have that really but at least you get to choose family, which is really cool. Not really the same, but I do have yeah. a lot of people around me. So I, f- I find that also fascinating because there's quite a few people I know that are estranged from their parents or siblings, and I have such a close knit family and have had, you know, it hasn't all been fun, sure. but it's always no. incredibly close. Like I talk to my parents every single day. I visit them wow. pretty much every single day. And spend um, hours with them at a time, and yeah, that's I just beautiful. It's that's yeah. Cool. I, I travelled away with them for the day yesterday, and it was just fun. And watched mum and dad, who were in their seventies, find a flying fox in a park and jump on it and whiz away. So Holy just, crap! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I look honestly, I just can't imagine. And I have been 
you know, had periods where I didn't talk to them over the years when I was going through my own crap and drugs and alcohol and just doing all the things that probably made them really embarrassed to be my parents. But um, thankfully, we're still really close. So I find it so, uh, it almost breaks my heart for other people that they don't have that, but then that's their normal as well. And some people don't want that. Some people's parents are the drug fucked ones that are incredibly toxic and to get them out of their lives is a blessing. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, honestly, I, I found my parents quite toxic. Um, for me, it was always quite a stress when I knew that I had to talk to them and uh, it was never, it was never really like, oh, look, we've had moments where it's been nice, but they, they were few and far between. So um, it is what it is. Like I, I embrace my life because look, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm here for a purpose, you know, and, and I'm doing the work. I feel like I've had to go through certain things to be the person I am today and to do the specific type of work that I'm doing. So oh, so let's dive into that. What are uh, you doing? What am I doing? Yes. Well, uh, like you said, I am a podcast host where I am interviewing just the reason I started the podcast was basically so that I could learn about things that fascinate me, you know, and anything from, you know, spiritual, like healing modalities of all descriptions, anything spiritual, spiritual teachers, you know, fucking aliens, uh, you know, like whatever, any of that kind of stuff, like quantum physics, like, although I haven't had anyone that has talked about that yet, but you know, I'll send a few people. Your early way. days, early days. I will. I will get someone on on there that knows what they're talking about when when I'm talking uh, quantum physics. But um, yeah, so basically, basically, it was a way for me to learn about things that I'm fascinated about, and then I get to share the stuff that I learn with whoever wants to listen. And you know, that's that's what the podcast is all about. So I get to kind of do a little bit of serving on the side as well with that. So there's that. And then I also speak, so kind of like a inspirational slash motivational speaker where I kind of use my life and go, look, this is where I was and this is what I experienced and this is what I went through and this is now where I am. I've come on, you know, to the other side of this and this is how I did it and this is how you can do it too, you know, if you, if you want to. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful story. Yeah. Ah, uh, look. You know, there are there are all sorts of beautiful stories out there, and I know mine is just one of them. And if it can touch one person, fucking great! Like I've done my job, you know. So there's that, and then I also kind of just sit with people, and I hold them accountable to themselves, kind of like a coach. But I don't like being called a coach. Actually, let's talk about that because that was freaking funny this week. After I did your bio, I decided that your website could use a little tweaking and that we should swap services for that. Yes. I get to experience your magic. Mm -hmm. And then the very next phone call, I think you said, I'm not a coach. I, I, I'm, I, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not a coach. And I'm going, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going, I just need someone to like keep me accountable because I can be so like in all different directions at once. And you went, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can totally do that you know and I need someone to do this and you're going yeah I can easily do that and I'm going right well 
what the fuck do you think that is? You have an aversion (laughs) to the word coach and I can see it because so do I. I just did not, even though I coach people with their writing, I would never class myself as a coach. And I could, like, it was like a mirror staring back at me and it turned into the funniest conversation ever (laughs) where you, by the end of it, gave me a list of things I had to have. (laughs) Oh my Lord. And we're coming up with a new name because who the hell says you have to call yourself a coach? It's lost its edge. And now I need to figure out something that is going to give that edginess, I guess. Which is beautiful Um, because what you do isn't the same because there's a lot of coaches that are like money coaches or this coaches or that coaches, you know, they've got their very specific niche. But what you do is incredibly unique to you as, as everyone has their own uniqueness to what they do. But you bring the whole frequency DJ stuff into your service and to how you help others. And that is just so rare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everything is frequency, right? It's frequency of light and sound. It is what we are surrounded by. It is what makes up our universe. You know, the words that we speak, the thoughts that we think, every movement, every heartbeat, every breath has its own signature frequency, you know. And I got introduced to this guy in America, Ian Morris. He's a beautiful brother from another mother. He's not my brother. But um, he creates frequency music and he actually creates monthly frequency music albums for what he calls sonic meditations. And so I decided, you know, I listened to some of his stuff and I was like, this shit is amazing. Like I need to share this stuff around to as many people that are willing to, you know, be open to it. And yeah, you can actually sign up and be an affiliate and use his music and use these particular monthly albums because these albums, he will use the astrological happenings for the month as well as, you know, the the happenings that are going on around the world. And he will then sit in meditation and channel these songs. And each song has a particular specific frequency in it. So for example, you know, if it's like, I don't know, if, you know, Pluto is getting conjunct with fucking Neptune or whatever the fuck, he will use Pluto's frequency in one of the songs and then he'll use Neptune's frequency in one of the songs and so I hold these sonic meditations every month with the new album for that month and it just allows you to kind of just slide into the month with so much more ease and centeredness and it it does so many things like it doesn't just relax you it's not just like a meditation thing where it you know relaxes you People have gone into other other realms when they're in these meditations. People have gone in with like fucked necks and come out with no neck issues whatsoever, like that kind of stuff, just where it actually impacts you physically as well as spiritually and energetically and mentally and all the things. Like it just affects you on all the different levels and you go out, just you just leave floating. It's incredible stuff. And that's because it's true frequency mm-hmm. sounds, right? Because I listen to the a lot of brainwave and solfeggio. I think I was calling it solfeggio. Well, I don't, like, honestly, it might be in Italian they might say solfeggio. I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea. But I freaking <laughs> love them and I know how impactful they are when you get the right ones. 
Mm-hmm. They're at mm-hmm. certain frequencies that are literally changing your chakra system. They're changing the yeah. frequency of, of your entire makeup. And yeah, so yeah. I know how powerful they are. So this excited me so much when you were talking to me about it. And the fact that you don't just play these for other people, you get to actually infuse your magic with it. It's like a combination of what you do with these frequencies because you were born to use your voice. There is absolutely no question about that, (laughs) not just in rock bands. You still get to do that. You're still the freaking awesome rock chick, but then you get to bring that voice into really a a space of serving in a different way, not so much for entertainment, but for deep healing and deep transformational work as well. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what's your part you play in these meditations? So basically I will come in, like I'll introduce the album and, you know, the intention for the album and we'll do some breath work to really kind of get everyone to drop in. Then I'll do some like hypnotic sentences as well to get people even deeper and just really open themselves up to the frequencies that I'm about to play. I'll get everyone to then set their own intention for what they want to get out of the meditation. And let me just stop there because intention setting is probably one of the most powerful things that anyone can do at any point, at any time, day or night, kind of like prayer, but also not like prayer. Oh, it, it kind of is to me. It yeah, is. Yeah. So I mean, I think thing. some people might just kind of balk at the whole prayer thing, which I get because I had to pray a lot when I was younger, but intentions are just like, you know, my intention, for example, my intention for this meditation is to open my heart up more and uh, come from a place of unconditional love. And, you know, the CIA actually did research. I don't know if you know this, but they did research on intention setting and they found that when testing people's blood, they did blood work on people and it changed the actual like uh, I think the platelets or something of like just setting intentions just changed the way, you know, blood worked. Like it, it was, I, I can't remember the specifics, but if you, you can go to the CIA.gov website and they've got all their research papers on all really fascinating things. But yeah, it look the you can look up the intention one. It's fucking potent. And there's other studies as well about how it changes the brainwaves as well. So mm. it's, mm-hmm. it's physically in your body, it's the energetics in our actual brain that have been proven. It's not just hogwash, mm. you know, the, the, no, whole, no, it's, the whole spiritual bullshit that some people think. It's like it's scientifically proven in so many different ways and it's impacted my life so much mm. that I sit at my altar because, you know, I'm a Gemini, I'm all over the place a lot of the time. So it gives me a chance to actually just center, drop into my own heart space and then set an intention coming into this podcast. And even the whole Abraham Hicks thing. And so every every part of your day, they segment and set an intention for the very next part of their day, whether it's in five minutes time or three hours time. When one segment finishes, set an intention leading into the other. Mm-hmm. There's just so many different types of people that know how potent this truly is. Mm. It's, again, coming down to frequency. Frequency is everything and you can literally change your frequency by your intention. 
And, you know, I've set intentions before where I've thought, you know, set intention for something that was going to happen later on that day. And I did it in the first thing in the morning and then I forget about it. And then I'm in the middle of this thing that I set an intention for. And I'm like, far out. Like, I just remembered that I set an intention for this and it's happening exactly, even though I forgot all about it, it's happening exactly beautifully like I intended. And that just, it blows my mind every time. Like, this is how powerful we are. And we've only just started to touch the fucking surface of how powerful we are. And it's really fucking exciting. Anyway, going back to the sonic meditations. So we'll set an intention. I'll get everyone to set an intention for what they want to get out of the meditation. And then I will introduce the first song and I'll do it in kind of like a real meditative sort of, I'll play the song and I'll just say the stuff you know, the intention for this particular song is such and such. It's in this frequency. And then I'll let the song play out. And then same thing with the next song. This song is in 444 hertz. Its intention is this, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll do that for every single song. And at the end, just kind of let them come out of it, like nice and easy. We'll have a nice little fruit platter and uh, herbal tea at the end. And it's just, it's really beautiful. And people always come out of it going, that was incredible. Like, and everyone has different things that they get out of it. And sometimes it's, you know, it's not always like love, light and roses. You know, these frequencies are really powerful. And if you've got some stuck energy somewhere, you know, energetically or even physically, it can be quite intense and it might not be necessarily pleasant, but it's not a bad thing either because it's just moving that stuck energy through so that it flows, yeah? So um, much so. My own personal experience with the first time that I inte- that I attended a sonic meditation was with a friend of mine, Tanil Bentley. She's quite the rock star in the sonic meditation world. Um, she uses 432 hertz, which is in the healing frequency world, that's probably one of the most used healing frequencies. And I remember laying there and she, like, she will have keyboards and she'll use pipes and, um, oh, how amazing. And like sound bowls and all that kind of stuff. And she'll sing as well. She has her own, like, she creates her own music and it's very beautiful. Like, it's beautiful stuff. And I remember just sitting there and it was like kind of halfway through and I wasn't thinking anything. I was just like laying down, really enjoying the music because it was really beautiful. And then all of a sudden I feel like this stirring like in my center, like just in my torso, like energetically, I guess you could say. And I was just like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then all of a sudden like all this emotion just come up and I just started crying and I'm like what the fuck is this (laughs) like I had no idea what was going on it was my first experience and I had to sit up and I was just like tears were just falling down I wasn't wasn't because I was sad I didn't go like I went in there quite excited and all the rest of it but it was it was obviously moving some some stuff that was stuck and needed shifting and um, and that's what was happening, and it was beautiful. And ever since that moment, I was like, this is incredible. Like frequency music is so powerful. And, yeah, with the coaching, not coaching um, that I do, I also infuse uh, frequency music in there. So I will give pieces of music to my clients uh, and get them to listen to them however, like regularly or whatever, and it 
really helps shift some stuff for them, which reminds me I need to send you some stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> some homework. Yeah. It's incredibly potent though. I remember in a business course a couple of years ago, they had a retreat in Melbourne as part of it. And we went down, I can't think of her surname. Names are, I'm getting better with names. I'm not going to talk that stuff over myself that I'm crap with names. I'm getting so good with names. But yes, her first yeah. name's Katie and she was in the band Bardo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is now a sound healer. No shit. And she really? is in incredible. So it was an unexpected thing. You know, none of us knew what was happening. We're in this conference type room in Melbourne and they then cleared a space. She came in with, oh my gosh, all of these incredible instruments and her voice is just divine anyway, way better than it sounded in Bardot. It's just, Mm. it touched the very core of my soul. I was crying the entire time. And then Mm -hmm. she got us to activate our voices as well, which for me was a, oh my God, I've got to do this in front of people. But I did. And it was the most beautiful, potent experience. Like I'd never had a sound healing type experience before. And to do it as part of like a business program was just incredible. Mm. It just shifted so much stuff within all of us that day. You know, some of our just things that were holding us back and self-beliefs and things. And you just would never even consider Mm -hmm. that someone playing these instruments and getting you to hum and, you know, tone and do all these different things for a couple of hours would dramatically shift. And it just does. And she's incredible at it. And I'm so glad that she's used her voice now to go on and serve in this way. Mm, But it's just oh, something I wanted to um, also get back to because we do tend to go all over the place in these conversations. But when we're talking about the intention setting, Mm -hmm. something that you said really struck a chord and reminded me of how, and it's almost like the difference between for me personally, prayer and intention was you know, I've said intentions in the past where it's been, oh, fuck, I hope, you yeah. know, it's come from that place. Like yeah. I'm going to sit into, I fucking hope this happens. That's the energy yeah. that's been behind my intention. I'm intending to make $10,000 next month because I fucking need to pay the bills, and, you know, coming from that place of lack. Yeah. That's yeah. where my intention's coming from. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm intending to go and meet this person because I'm so lacking within myself. I need a partner. You know, just do you know what I mean? There's such yeah, a difference absolutely. between setting it's an huge. intention from yeah. a space, and that's what I used to do when someone would say pray. I'd go, Oh my god, dear God, please, like, my, and I'd, I'm not religious at all. But that's sometimes I would like turn to whatever the fuck because I was so desperate. So I'd be going, oh, my God, dear God, like, please, can you let this happen? Please, 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 please. And that was my prayer. And, of course, it was never going to work and they were never going to be answered because they were coming from such a place of lack. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And now I realized doing some human design stuff recently that a lot of stuff for me, my heart center is defined and I love cacao and there's just no mistake. My heart is a big part of me now, always has been. I just didn't know it. And so I just place my hand on my heart and I just, I, I speak these intentions now with such a knowing, but then such a surrender to the outcome of how. That's perfection. Like that's exactly the place where it should come from. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring us back to that because there is intention and then there's intention Mm -hmm. and they can be two totally different things. Absolutely. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, again, like energy, frequency, if you're coming to a place from, 
oh my god oh no please help that's such a desperate energy like grasping and pulling it's such a it's it's almost ugly you know like it's an ugly energy and you know you can imagine the outcome if any like having that behind your words instead of you know what you just said open heart and surrender but a knowing, you know, a knowing that whatever happens is for your highest good and you're okay with whatever happens because you know that it's for your highest good and then you're at peace with that. And that is such a different energy, such a different frequency, right? It is. We all create our own realities and this is the most potent place to create from. Yeah, Personal development has always, you know, been such a high priority for me, but, you know, I'd have a coach that would say, set your intentions. Do you know the importance of intention setting? But I never understood the frequency I had to be at to set them. Mm. So I was doing all the right things. I was listening to the coaches, you know, or you might see a quote on a social media thing about the power of intentions, you know, and it goes, right, okay, well, I'm going to start setting intentions. And so that was it for me. It wasn't until I really understood frequency, yeah, you know, and a lot of coaches don't get that because they already know about frequency and they don't realize the people they're speaking to don't. And yeah, I think that really needs to be a part of it, that explanation and that. Absolutely. And and you've just, you know, reminded me that it, that is something that I need to explain as well, both at the Sonic Meditations and I think for my 30 lives in 30 days live on Instagram, I'm going to go talk about that. So thank you. <laughs> oh, it's such an important piece and it's often missing. And yeah. and because I we were talking about this the other day too, word frequency for me, you know, I love the power of certain words and the, you know, high frequency and low frequency and what we speak over ourselves and what we speak over other people and our children. And it's just so incredibly powerful. But then again, with words, there can be empty words that are meaningless. Mm -hmm. So it's again, the frequency we're at when we say them has a big thing as well. One thing I've learned with studying this whole frequency, and I'm so new to it still, like it's, I feel like a child in a lolly shop as far as it all mm -hmm. goes, but doing studying the gene keys, which is very recent for me, what I didn't realize with a certain, I don't even know how to explain it because it's, I can see it in my head, but you can have a high frequency and a low frequency, but they're on the same bandwidth. So it's not like they're in a completely different ballpark. Mm -hmm. And so it is the same thing. It's just a higher frequency of it or a lower frequency of that. And we get to choose where we're at along that. So I'm finding that really fascinating as well. Because yeah. I used to have them so separate, like, oh, I'm just low frequency. I'm never going to get up there because I don't even know how to. Now I can see that it's on the same level and it's on the same bandwidth. So it's easy to get there. There's a pathway. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. So I true. don't even know if that made sense, but I could see yeah, it yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yes, it did make sense. It did. And I think the more I delve into, you know, quantum physics and what the universe is made up of, and it's it's just all geometry and mathematics and frequency, and it's all part of it. And it's just, it's, God, it's just fascinating. We just know, we know nothing, basically. We know nothing, but <laughs> yeah. it's just so fascinating. Like the, the, the tiny amount of information that we have is mind-blowing. 
and I love I love being in the dark about it's this stuff because it's it's the mystery is kind of what drives me as well you know like so mysterious and so fascinating and so otherworldly and yeah I'm sorry um my dog keeps choking on something Leroy <laughs> are you right mate oh the poor thing trying to record a podcast here <laughs> all right he's good he's good what you were just saying brings us back. It almost ties in beautifully to the start, which I love how that just happens magically, is that we're all here to play, mm. follow what the fuck lights us up and mm-hmm. just keep following that with some childlike wonder and magic just happens when we do that. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Oh, and just lastly, what I also do with frequency is I team up with other healers of different modalities that hold ceremonies or group sessions. And that is where the frequency DJ thing comes in. And on top of whatever modality they're using, I spread the blanket of frequency over that. And it just just brings even more power into whatever's happening into Uh, that ceremony. So. And because most of what you do with that is live, isn't it? Yeah. So let's let's break that mold as well because occasionally, and it's not all that often on this podcast, I will put out just a cacao ceremony where the whole podcast is just a ceremony of some sort or, you know, usually one of my guests will come and, and do like an activation or something as a little bonus. So let's do that. I host cacao ceremonies and you do sound healing. So Amazing. Let's, let's combine those and we'll um, we'll put that out as a podcast episode in the near future. Fantastic. So, so up for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Combines so cool. two of the things I love so much as well. So how can anyone get in touch with you? Uh, okay. So basically probably the, the best way at the moment, well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just at Ruth G as in the letter G speaks. My website, ruthgspeaks.com, Facebook page, Ruth G Speaks. I've got a, a, if you're in Perth, I've got a group on Facebook called Perth Sonic Meditation where I put posts up on everything and anything frequency related, all the weird and wonderful stuff that you can discover about that there and just when all the sessions are on. Oh, fabulous. I'm going to actually go there and soak up some more info. Yeah, do it, do it. Oh, and also for the podcast, it's tuneinradiou.com. And it, U is literally the letter U, so tuneinradiou.com. Well, if I get my shit together this season, we're going to have some show notes and things where I actually put all this information up. Excellent. Which would be most helpful, I'm sure. You will. Huh? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Coach, not coach, just uh, came in to the session. You're just writing this down for our next time we chat, aren't you? Fuck it. Well, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been so fun today. (laughs) Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Sally Jane. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. And I'm really looking forward to doing this next little activation. It'll be the first one for the year. So that's exciting. Yes, I love it. So cool. I can't wait. Thank you so much pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd be ever so grateful and it would really help a girl out if you'd share the love, subscribe, rate and review so others can find us too. Much love.